From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. This is WIA National News. It's for the week commencing the 18th of January 2015. And we've spoken a lot in the past nine months of VK Anzac events. Well, now comes word from Turkey, Tango Afalan, of their special event station, TC100GLB, which is QRV until April 30 to commemorate what they call the Battle of Gallipoli 100 years ago. Activity of Tango Charlie 100 Golf Lima Bravo is on the HF bands SSB Ritty and PSK. Your QSL via Tango Alpha 1 Charlie Mike, TA1CM. And next week here on WIA National News, we'll look at the wartime contribution and life of Bob Arnold, VK3 Zulu Bravo Bravo. Your new car dashboard debuts this month. In an article on radiotoday.com.au, is a great story on what's in store for you as an owner of a motor vehicle from henceforth in. Expect to see Apple's CarPlay and Google's Android Auto debut in 2015 production cars. Each allows a driver to plug a smartphone running Apple's iOS or Google's Android operating systems into a car's USB port and control it from the infotainment touchscreen. Although consumers are eager to adopt CarPlay and Android Auto, car manufacturers are less than thrilled to share space on their proprietary infotainment systems out of concern that Google and Apple could gain access to the trove of data about a car owner's location, purchases and other personal information. Apple has signed up Mercedes, Volvo, Jaguar and BMW, but the reality will probably more closely resemble the compromised Hyundai, which unveiled at CES, an infotainment unit that integrates both the Apple and Android systems. That is, the choice will be the consumer's. This is the shape of things to come to the auto dashboard. Ready or not, here it comes. There's nothing that you or I can do to prevent this or to head it off at the pass. Read more on radiotoday.com.au or direct from the author, Mark Ramsey's website. The International Earth Rotation and Reference System Service, IERS, has announced at the Paris Observatory in a bulletin addressed to the authorities responsible for the measurement and distribution of time that it will be giving us more time. The bulletin advises authorities an extra second will be introduced to coordinated universal time during the final minute of the final day of June. That means that right after the clock hits 23 hours 59.59, it will strike 23 hours 59.60 UTC. This leap second system started in 1972, so our clocks stay in sync with how long it takes the Earth to rotate on its axis. Leap seconds ensure that on average the Sun continues to be overhead on the Greenwich meridian at noon to about one second. IERS already has added 25 leap seconds to coordinated universal time, most recently in June 2012 and leap seconds can only be added in June and December. VK Balloon reaches Southern Africa. After being launched from Melbourne December 27, that small balloon has been tracked easterly to the southern tip of New Zealand, travelled across the Pacific and South America, and over the southern Atlantic Ocean to Namibia, on the west coast of Africa. 
Andy, VK3YT, who launched the solar-powered foil party-type balloon, says it spent many days wandering off the African coast before floating over land. The ZS stations are doing a great job with capture telemetry packets from PS30, he said. Hams across Australia and Sunday, Feb 22, is the 2015 VK2 Wyong Field Day on rain, hail or shine. And as previously announced, the CCARC will be running a full-day foundation class licence training course Saturday the 21st of February, the day before the field day. The assessments will also take place from 10am on the field day. These will be performed in the stewards' room on the ground floor and again you'll need to be there by 9.45am. As always, WIA and ACMA charges will apply to the assessments. For full details about registering, go to the website fieldday.org.au. The list of exhibitors who have confirmed is growing and now includes, and how's this for a list, Alara, Hornsby and District, ARC, AMSAT, VK, the Australian Radio DX Club, Historical Radio Society, Currajong Radio Museum, Marine Rescue, Rotarians of the Air, SOTA VK2, Tube Radio Australia, Westlakes ARC, the WIA QSL Bureau and Wyson, New South Wales. And the list of commercial traders includes Andrews Communications, Crotech, ICOM, NBS Antennas, Radio Supply, RF Solutions, Softmark. But what about entertainment for partners in the area? Well, with that, go to that website, fieldday.org.au, and just click the link. Feb 7 in VK3. It's the VK3 Homebrew Construction Group's first meeting of the year. All are welcome to attend 2pm Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605kHz and 147MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. What use is an F-call? The Amateur Foundation Licence in Australia has a range of obligations and restrictions that differentiate it from other amateur licences. The most visible of those is a limit on power of 10 watts. The bands that are allowed, 80 metres, 40 metres, 15, 10, 2 and 70 centimetres. Another restriction is related to the use of a computer annual radio. The interpretation is often made along the lines of you cannot use a computer connected to your radio. And that's simply not the case. The current LCD, as of January 2014, says the licensee must not operate an amateur station using automatic mode or computer-controlled mode. And it says the licensee must not operate an amateur station that is directly connected to a public telecommunications network. It adds in italics a note, an amateur foundation station may be indirectly connected to a public communications network through a gateway operated by another licensee. This means you can use your radio to connect to Echolink and IRLP, both internet-based radio technologies. What you cannot do is run an Echolink node on your computer, connect the computer to the radio, and have incoming connections activated by somebody over the internet. You cannot do this not because it's a public telecommunications network, more on that in a moment, but because the computer is controlling the radio without your input, which you're not permitted to do. Now, the public telecommunications part. I know that some of you are already spluttering, but, but, but! The amateur station isn't directly connected to a public telecommunications network. It's connected to a computer, which in turn is connected to a network, which in turn is connected to the internet. This restriction isn't about the internet. 
It's about connecting an amateur radio to the telephone network, about having someone ring a phone number and the audio that comes in be sent over the air on your radio. It's about ensuring that only appropriately licensed persons access the station to transmit. It's an example of how regulation and invention are often not in sync. Another point. APRS, Automatic Packet Reporting System, is a way to use amateur radio to transfer packets of information to people who want it. For example, it can be used to report a GPS location, the state of a battery at a repeater site, the read switch on a security door, whatever you can dream up. As a Foundation licensee, you cannot use the digital mode to send packets using your radio, but nothing prevents you from using APRS on your phone. This has nothing to do with your amateur license or with the ACMA. It's a system built and used by amateurs, but if you're not using your radio, you're good to go. Also, there's nothing stopping you from listening to packet radio. You might even pick up an Arduce sat or two and help out school science in the process. Other modes you might look at are PSK31, RITI, JT65, WSPR. The sky is the limit when you listen. Go forth and have fun. I'm Ono, VK6FLAB. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. New at the CES Las Vegas, a levitating wireless speaker and a cable connector. The new Type-C connector has been making some appearances at the International CES this week and it brings several improvements. Computer World say the connector is reversible. You can plug it in upside down. The Type-C connector works with the latest USB 3.1 standard with speeds up to 10 gigabits per second. Type-C delivers greater amounts of power up to 100 watts. And that means you should be able to charge something as big as your laptop via a USB cable, as well as the phones and other small devices you can charge today. What is the Access CE Air 2? It's a levitating Bluetooth speaker. This item was nominated for the International CES 2015 Innovation Award. Apart from fascinating your friends and likely infuriating your pets... The compact speaker promises 5 hours of battery life and a transmission distance of 10 metres. It's probably safe to say it's more of a novelty piece than a must-have, but it looks pretty darn cool. Iranian over-the-horizon radar on 7 MHz. The IARU monitoring system report a 50 kHz wide radar signal from Iran in the 40 metre band. The International Amateur Radio Union Monitoring System, IARUMS, Region 1 December 2014 newsletter can be read on the IARUMS website. ZS Land Draft Radio Regulations. Time is running out for comments on the latest South African draft radio regulations published at the end of last year. Some of the impact on radio amateurs is the increase in power on certain bands and the 25-year age limit on Zulu uniform license holders, which means that when a ZU license holder reaches 25 years of age, the license will be cancelled, as well as an amendment to who may be in possession of a continuous tuning receiver above 30 MHz. FunCube 2 testing. Limited testing on the FunCube 2 435145 MHz linear transponder on UCube 1 spacecraft has been undertaken during the recent holiday period.
The testing has shown that the transponder is able to work effectively and that it is capable of a similar performance to the transporter uh, transponder already operating on FunCube 1. AMSET UK and the FunCube team have now submitted a detailed report on the testing to the UK Space Agency, who are the owners and prime operators of the U-Cube 1 spacecraft. It's expected that a meeting will be held with them late January, early February, possibly to plan future testing and operation. DX World has announced the winners of DX position for the year for 2014, and the RSGB was delighted to learn that the single-handed effort by Nigel G3TXF operating a ZD9XF from Tristan de Kuna, was placed fifth. Top slot and outright winner was the large professional de-expedition FT5ZM from Amsterdam Island. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. On Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th of March 2015, the bands will be alive with amateurs operating portable from South Australia's national and conservation parks. Why? Well, it's the second anniversary of the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award. And that weekend, amateurs will be celebrating the occasion by venturing out into the outdoors to activate parks for a special VK5 Parks Anniversary Activation Weekend. The aim of the VK5 Parks program is to encourage portable operation by amateur radio operators in South Australia's 21 national parks and 269 conservation parks. If you have ever considered going portable, why not give it a go on the 28th and the 29th of March? It's easy and a lot of fun. You just need a transceiver, obviously, a power source, perhaps a slab battery or a LiPo, and a portable antenna, maybe a linked dipole or something similar. If you do intend to activate a park that weekend, please send an email to Paul, VK5 Papa Alpha Sierra, at VK5PAS at wia.org.au so that your details can be added to the activation spreadsheet. The spreadsheet, which can be found in the files section of the VK5 Parks Yahoo group, displays all intended activations for that weekend. It will prevent double-up activations and will also act as a one-stop shop for park hunters. If you do choose to stay at home and work the activators, then this weekend will present an excellent opportunity for you to fill up your logbook with some South Australian parks. For more information, please see the VK5 Parks website at www.vk5parks.com. Again, the special activation weekend is Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th of March 2015. Thanks for listening. I'm Paul, VK5 Papa Alpha Sierra, on behalf of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. Thanks, Paul, VK5 PAS, now continuing operational news. Jogwife Field Day, Saturday, February the 28th and Sunday the 1st of March. Tablelands Radio Group will again hold AMNCW on Anzac Day, 25 April. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Special band stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and NetAdvice. GB1FZR will be on the air on the 18th and 19th of January to commemorate the first Zeppelin raid on the UK in 1915.
It will be operated by Nigel, G0DGA, with more details on QIZ.com under GB1FZR. HE200GE commemorates the 200th anniversary of Geneva's entrance into the Swiss Confederation. The beginnings of modern Switzerland go back to the year 1291, when the three German-language Alpine forest areas signed the Federal Charter. Over the centuries, more cantons allied themselves with the original three, and among the last was the Republic of Geneva on the 19th of May 1815. HE200GE will be active on all amateur bands throughout 2015, and contacts will be valid for the Diploma of Geneva. QSL via HB9AOF. To mark the 90th anniversary of the founding of the South African Radio League, ZS90SARL is in the ether until the end of April. The expedition to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Operation from February 6th through 13th. 6 metres to 160 metres. Mode CW PSK 63 and... A group of four UK operators will operate as C5X from Gambia from 15th to 26th of January. On all bands, 160 to 10 metres on CWSSB and digital. QSL manager is M0OXO. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. I'm BDL Garby, KB0G, and you're listening to VK1WIA. The Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report, or Measure Twice, Cut Once. Many, many years ago, the old Q News, still the local VK4 area news, came up with what was thought a catchy title for the homebrew column. The Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. Now it seems everything old is new again as we've been shown a magazine called Nuts and Volts Magazine. The author of Ham Radio for Dummies, Ward Silver, N0AX, has debuted a new column for Nuts and Volts Magazine, the Ham's Wireless Workbench. The ARRL says every other month Ward will cover a topic that showcases some aspect of amateur radio technology that is not typically covered by non-ham media, such as topics would include antennas, transmission lines, connectors, propagation, modulation transmitters. Nuts and Volts magazine is edited by radio amateur Byron NU1N. You'll read the full story at the ARRL website, Nuts and Volts. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with worldwide special interest group news starting at Final Frontier. Listen to the world of radio via the International Space Station. The International Space Station circles the Earth about every 90 minutes and picks up signals from the radio stations it flies over. You're also treated to a high-definition view of the Earth as it whizzes past below. How? Just visit radioiss.com. The site itself is pretty simple once you visit. Apart from the view from the ISS live camera, you can watch the position of the space station on a map as it streams terrestrial radio stations on the ground. If there's more than one available, you can choose among them and, as the ISS moves around the planet, the radio stations change based on its position. Of course, this isn't quite what the ISS hears, but since it's a bit more complicated, it's a fun little experiment to see what they may be hearing if they were to tune into terrestrial radio somehow. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Internet, The Hams Domain. Real-time Band Conditions website at bandconditions.com. 
The purpose of this experimental website is to provide 24 by 7 by 365 actual real-time band condition information to QRPP, QRPE, and CW or SSB for contesters interested in increasing their scores. Can also be of benefit to other radio amateurs to determine band conditions for nets and casual QSOs. This information is not based on any software predictions or any kind of satellite-based readings. It's based on a new ionospheric sounding method called HF Ionospheric Interferometry, which operates very similarly to the Pulsar system used by NASA. Check that out at bandconditions.com. To worldwide special interest groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers. YASMI honours IARU Region 1 Youth Program. The Board of Directors of the YASME Foundation has announced the recipients of the YASMI Excellence Award for 2014 and other actions. Lisa Linders, PA2LS, the Chair of the Region 1 Youth Working Group, and Florin Kristen Prudescu, Y09CNU has been awarded a YASMI Excellence Award for their work in organising and promoting youngsters on the air, that's YOTA, and amateur radio youth activities. Furthermore, the YASMI Foundation has awarded IARU Region 1 a grant of $5,000 in support of youth activities in amateur radio. To worldwide special interest groups, Radio Scouting, Brave New Radio World, the Boy Scouts of 1963 made friends all over the world when Gimpy's two scout groups at the time, Nashville and Gimpy at St. Patrick's, took part in Jamboree on the Air. Former Gimpy Times editor Nev McHarg remembers the occasion well when 4GY announcer and technician Eric Chippendall demonstrated the latest in high-tech communications technology. The 1963 photo of this event was later republished as the cover of Amateur Radio magazine. One of the young scouters, a Paul J. Turner, went on to be a major rock radio DJ and then more recently become VK4FPJT. You can read the full story in the Gimpy Times. To worldwide special interest groups, VHF and above. New World Microwave Records. The two new distance microwave records have been made by an active Australian with others on the 10 gig and 24 gigahertz bands. A record contact on 10 gigahertz was set on January 5th between Rex Moncur VK7MO and Derek Zegg VK7DZ, both operating strategically portable on hilltops. The Wireless Institute of Australia, which officially judges records, measured the 10 gigahertz distance at 2,731.8 kilometres. It happened during a tropospheric propagation opening that bridged the Great Australian Bite on both the digital JT4F and SSB modes. VK6DZ was portable at Torby Hill, 24km west of Albany, running 10 watts into a 60cm dish, while Rex VK7MO was at Cape Portland on the northeastern tip of Tasmania. He had 50 watts and used a portable 77cm dish antenna. Both sites were chosen for their excellent outlooks. On the same day, on 10 GHz, VK6DZ and VK5DK had an Australian record distance of 2,066 kilometres, but it was bettered by VK6DZ and VK7MO, who gained the new world record distance of, again, 2,731.8 kilometres, this time on 10 gig, both in digital and phone. 
The VK7MO and VK6DZ distance beat the previous 10 gig record of 2696 kilometres on SSB from Ilha do Sol on the northern Cape Verde Islands to Portugal on July 10th, 2010. The pair VK7MO and VK6DZ using the same path on the day also set an Australian record on 432 MHz. Rex VK7MO has also been active on the 24 GHz band on December 31st using Moon Bounce in a digital contact with Charlie Suckling G3WDG covering 17,463.3 km. EME work on 24 gigs requires a lot of careful planning due to path losses. The locations of Tasmania and the United Kingdom are far apart and still had good takeoff at moonset. The latest distance achieved is about 60 kilometres greater than the VK7MO and G3WDG previous world record set in March 2014. That time, VK7MO was on elevated Mount Wellington. That helped reduce atmospheric absorption. But the latest world record was at a greater distance from Hobart and had clear skies at both ends. Charlie G3WDG used cleared land rounded by forests. That's all I've got for you this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the southeast of South Australia and western border districts of Victoria, it's relayed on the four network two-metre repeaters of Mount Gambier, Narracourt, Kingston and Bordertown at 9am each Sunday. This is John, VK5DJ, from the Southeast Radio Group. Alrighty, would you believe it? We've reached the end of WIA National News for another week and a short news service it was today, but that's fine. Alrighty, on the social scene, and as we head into the social scene, if you do have something that you'd like broadcast in the social scene, get us the dates ASAP, because it does go on the text edition each and every week. Now, the same thing could and should be said for particularly WIA contests. So if you are a WIA contest manager, we'd love to hear from you. Because so far this year, I don't believe we've got any material whatsoever on any of the WIA contests. So uh, whatever it be, the field days, the um, AR contest, the uh, Harry Angel sprint, Oceana DX, the list goes on. And we'd love to hear from you. Don't leave it to the last moment. And also, we'd also certainly like to hear the results. So that's for people that would like something in the social scene and people that uh, really should be giving us some information for the rest of the WIA members on the contest scene. So on the social scene for January, we've got in VK4 the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Australia Day Long Weekend Family Camp at Blue Water. That's January 23 to 26. February 7, VK3, the Homebrew Construction Group's 2pm meeting, Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. In VK2, February 22nd, it's the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. March 21 in VK3, it's the D-Star Users Group, 9am Woodend RSL, Anslow Street, and VK3 TQ is the man to see there. March 29 in VK3, EMDRC's Hamfest. In April, we've got Redfest, the Redcliffe Radio Club's event. May 1-3 in VK4 is the Clareview Gathering, 
Contact Radar's VK4 Alpha Charlie Charlie for details on Clairview. Barkfest in Brisbane happens May 9. June 6 and 7 in VK2, the Queen's Birthday, 40th Annual Oxley Region Field Day. July 1, VK4, Caboolture Hamfest. July 11 to 12 in VK3, Gipstech 2015. August 9, VK2, Sarkfest, Lismore. And Sunfest on Sunshine Coast of Queensland at Wombai is September 12. Also in VK4, September 25 to 27, it's Sharks AGM, the weekend camp Fairburn near Emerald. October 2 to 5 in VK4, Cardwell Gathering, Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. And October 25, the Gold Coast Hamfest at Broadbeach. Now don't forget, tune us in again next week. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA at the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.